He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a Friday morning. I'm telling you what, this has been the most confusing. This has been the most confusing week I think I've had in a long time. You know, this having to have an Independence Day in the middle of the week. Boy, does that mess everybody or what? I was listening to uh, listening to our station, which I do quite often when I am not on the air. I do listen to the Old Country Patriot, and I was listening to. Uh, Buck and uh, Buck Sexton and uh, whoever his buddy is. Um, I I've been a I was a fan of Buck Sexton almost when he first appeared. So when uh, I saw that he was getting to go on that show with uh, to uh, take uh, over Rush's uh, spot uh, with whoever the sportscaster is, and now I'm embarrassed. But uh, I was listening to them yesterday afternoon and. Uh, it was so funny because they almost said that they almost said the very same thing I said yesterday morning. They said, "Is it? Is this Monday, Tuesday? What what day is this? And why am I confused? And why do I feel like it's Friday but it's Thursday? Or why do?" And it was so funny listening to them because I didn't feel so out of place. But for sure, today is a Friday, July the seventh. And uh, we will uh, go back to our normal programming in our daily lives um, after this weekend is over. In case I forget, be nice to the tourists. For crying out loud, be nice to the tourists. I actually caught myself having to um, be nice a number of times uh, during this week. And I have to tell you that... um, uh, it's uh, it's hard to be nice when uh, you've got that tourist in front of you and you you got to get to work or got to get to the grocery store somewhere and that they're lollygagging in the left lane and making illegal U-turns on Main Street and blocking all the traffic off and all of that and man I'm telling you what you just smile and say welcome and um there you go. Be nice to the tourists. I'm actually going to be a little bit of a tourist this weekend. And uh, so, you know, I'm hoping where I go this weekend that people will respect me as not knowing my way around town and have give me a little bit of a break. So that's our uh, that's our job here in the Hill Country. Be nice on the weekends and then just smile the rest of the week when you realize that you live in a place where people spend their weekends. They have to go back to the big city and the Metroplex traffic and the Houston traffic, and you get to you you get to be here all week. So count your blessings and thank God for your blessings. Let's go. Got a couple of things on the calendar. The calendar's a little thin right now, but that's uh, to be expected in the middle of the summer. We have a couple of events uh Next, this coming week on Wednesday, the Liberty in Action folks will be having their regular monthly meetup. 
on Wednesday the 12th at Acapulco Mexican Restaurant. I believe they start their meetings at 6. And um, you can uh, get there early, order dinner. Just please support those businesses that support us, businesses that... Uh, you know, give us uh, rooms, space in their in their venue where they could be filling those tables. Uh, you know, with high end uh, tourists paying the money, but they let these uh, patriot groups like Liberty in Action or the Texas T and M uh, group meeting in their their little restaurant and the Fredericksburg Tea Party. Um, they're meeting next Thursday. Oh, before I get on to that, the, uh, on Wednesday at the Liberty in Action, uh, Tara Petch is going to be there. And uh, you're going to want to hear her report from, uh, from Philadelphia. You got a really good taste of it with Tracy on the air here on Wednesday. She did an amazing job of uh, telling us her stories of what happened in Philadelphia. But Tara is going to be telling her stories uh, in Kerrville on Wednesday night at the Liberty in Action Meetup, and you can find out more information if you go to liatx.org. Liatx.org will get you information for Liberty in Action um, uh, in Kerrville. All right, uh, Thursday night, back to the Fredericksburg Tea Party. They're having their regular monthly meeting this Thursday. They're going to have an ice cream Sunday. Oh my goodness, an ice cream Sunday social. They're, they're going to start the ice cream at 5.30, and uh, the movie, I am uh, believe, I don't have the, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't have it all in front of me right now, uh, but I should, but it's at 5.30 is when the um, uh, they're going to start serving the uh, ice cream and uh, Sundays, and so you'll want to get there early and uh, get your ice cream and uh, doing a showing a movie, it's uh, the agenda part two, which is uh, very very good. Uh, uh, yeah, an eye opener, an eye opener. It's been out a few years, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go catch it here at the Fredericksburg Tea Party. If you have seen it, you know how important it is that more people see this movie. So if you have seen it, make sure you come and make sure you bring someone. All right, make sure you bring someone, share that with someone. So that is next Thursday night, uh, the Fredericksburg Monthly t uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party meeting. So those are the two things on the calendar uh, that are of immediately coming up. And so get those on your calendar. We'll get you more details as we get closer um the uh, let's uh, bring you a little bit of wisdom for ben franklin um for a friday and this is out of poor richard's almanac from 1739 and uh, ben says no longer virtuous no longer free that's a maxim as true with regard to a private person as a commonwealth. He's saying that this idea that if you're not virtuous, you are no longer free, that is not only true for individuals, but it is true for a country as well. Boy, are we learning that lesson in this country right now. Folks, uh, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. And I'm going to bring you a little bit of a story that I meant to bring yesterday about Mountain Home. 
So y'all stay tuned. I'm bringing it today. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and you are listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriots. So glad you uh, stick around with us and listen. If you're driving around in your truck, you're probably listening at 104.3 FM or 102.1 FM. We are your information station, and we are screaming on the Internet, or should I say, yeah, sometimes screaming, but we are also streaming live on the interwebs. And you can get that anywhere with our apps that are available in the App Store. Or you can just go right to hillcountrypatriot.com. And uh, there's a great big button up there on the right that says Listen Live. And uh, you can go there and listen live anywhere in the world. As my mom has been in Northern Ireland, um, I had told you on Wednesday to pray for her Wednesday because she was flying back. Her her flight got canceled Wednesday. So mom is in the air right now on her way from Belfast to Dallas. And uh, we'll be getting home this evening. And uh, so looking forward to seeing my mom. But she listens on hillcountrypatriot.com in Northern Ireland. And when she is over there every spring. So. Um, I, uh, I got a call yesterday on the way into the station and I already kind of have, I always end up with my show mostly in my head. And if I'm driving and you call me and you give me some information it, and I can't write it down, it sometimes just doesn't make it into the show. And I got one of those calls yesterday and on the way home, I went, Oh man, dad gummit. I didn't mention that. So this is the third phone call I've gotten from the mountain home, uh, area mountain home area in the last oh i'm not going to say a last number of months it might be four or five months but this is the third phone call i've gotten from people in that community out there that i know who have woken up in the middle of the night or come driven into their property late at night after being out and finding illegal aliens on their property um uh this uh this one call i got yesterday was uh thursday morning about three o'clock uh the dogs start going off um and uh this friend of mine uh grabs his um his uh his you know his uh multi-purpose defense uh spoon um or should we call them what do they call them uh offensive spoons he grabs a weapon folks uh, which is what most of us here in texas do and uh, went outside to see why his dogs were all upset. Uh, three illegals out there working on trying to get into the house. It, call, the, call the police. I don't know if they called the sheriff or who they called, but uh, they did call, and uh, two of them were caught, but one of them wasn't. Folks, you know, we think about this this border issue as something that's happening down, you know, by the Rio Grande and we've been trying to tell people, we've tried to talk to um, uh, Kerr County and some of these other counties here in the Hill Country to for the county commissioners to actually make it known, to declare that we are being invaded by illegal aliens in the Hill Country. They are showing up on people's properties. You know, it was a couple of years ago, Angela Smith, 
uh, woke up one morning to a, a high-speed chase where they had all bailed on her property. And she wakes up, and there's sheriffs, and I don't know. I don't even remember who all was there, but this was several years ago. And there's people all over her property. They've bailed out. And uh, this is is not just happening at the border. And if it's not coming home to you, I, I hate to say it, but it probably will at some point in the future unless our federal government or our state of Texas you know, Governor Abbott could have dealt with this a long, long time ago, and um, he still has chosen not to do so. And they have every excuse in the book, but uh, Governor Abbott has the authority and the power to shut that border down. Um, unfortunately, it was Ken Paxton who kept him at bay all of these uh, all of these last few years. It's been Ken Paxton um, who has kept the governor from enforcing our border law and the last uh, statement we got uh, from paxton on that was that he really didn't think texas should do something until that arizona case was settled so it it was our attorney general or now um uh, our i started to say disgraced but i'm not going to say that our attorney general who has been temporarily suspended from his job um, who really was for the last few years preventing us from doing something at the border. Now, we got a lot of great people going to the border and keeping us informed as what's happening up there. You know, I met Sheena Rodriguez several years ago. I called her the firecracker immediately, Sheena the firecracker Rodriguez, because she, man, this woman is on fire. And I tell you what, I run into people like this a lot who are really on fire. And to be honest with you, most of them that come in flaming on fire and ready to kick butt and take names burn out. <laughs> that fire burns and then they disappear. Sheena Rodriguez has done none of that. She uh, came in on fire and now is fueling a steady heat with her reports coming from the border. You need to start paying attention to Sheena Rodriguez. Look up Alliance for a, uh, Alliance for a Safe Texas. Alliance for a Safe Texas. Go to Sheena Rodriguez at Substack.com. Go to Substack. Look for Sheena Rodriguez. That's Sheena with two E's. S-H-E-E-N-A. Rodriguez uh, with a G at the end. Um, find her stories. Uh, yesterday, she uh, the day before she released part one, yesterday part two, um, and then today part three of a series of articles called The Interior Consequences of a Porous border and so we talked about the uh, colonias and uh, how people were the tens of thousands of lots being sold out there with uh, no kind of id no no nothing no you they don't have to go through the bank they're owner financed which by the way i am a big fan of owner financed i think it's great um i i think it's it's a signal of liberty and freedom that a state allows uh, for a two-page contract that's all it is, owner finance. I mean, you can sell a car, finance. I mean, anything you want to. It's about a two-page contract in Texas. So that's what they're doing there. They're taking advantage of the illegals. Um, but the other aspect in part two of Sheena's um, expose has to do with the environmental impact of these illegals. And I think that this is something that the left is really, 
really dropping the ball on this. Uh, let's. This is not in Sheena's uh, uh, article, but I've been to the river and I have seen the trash on the river, the piles of clothes and 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 just discarded documents and bags and clothes and all kinds of things, with no regard to where it goes. I mean, it is like they take it off. The wet clothes, they drop them and leave them right there, um, dry off, put on new clothes, and walk away. This is the respect that these um, these poor immigrants just looking for a better life, this is the respect they have for our country. Their first act upon entering the country is to trash everywhere around them. And uh, there have been some amazing pictures on the Internet about some of the trash and the crap down at our Texas border on the Rio Grande. But it is moving inland. And so we get back to these Colonias. And um, there, this, this whole Colonias thing was built in an area that where flooding and over and erosion is, is very, very regular. In fact, um, early in these, um, in these, uh, colonious uh, subdivisions were sued by one of the local cities because they had done so much work moving the soil and the dirt and the sand around that what had been controlled flooding uh, before was now it, it was no it wasn't controlled anymore and uh, during flooding they get raw sewage into the water systems and into the neighborhoods in fact um, who was it uh, let's see which who was city of Plum Grove here we go City of Plum Grove sued Colony Ridge, LLC, who, by the way, if I didn't tell you this yet, they've given over a million dollars to our governor over the last few years. Gee, I wonder why nothing's happening to this uh, Colonius out there. Did I tell you that they've given $1.2 million to Governor Abbott over the last few years? Um, but anyway, the um, uh, during a flooding, raw sewage poured into the water systems in neighborhoods, and uh, the city of Plum Grove says this is all exactly because of the reworking of the land and the soil that they did up there. The TCEQ, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, is even fined them. Uh, fined them. Uh, listen, here's here's the fine if you dump 48,000 gallons of raw sewage. 48,000 gallons of raw sewage. Now, you know what a 55-gallon barrel drum looks like, right? So, wow. How many, if you, if just think drums, how many of those drums that you see, you know how big they are, you can picture them. They only hold 55 gallons. 48,000 gallons of raw sewage. They were fined $5,625. For 48,000 gallons of raw sewage, they were fined $5,625. Um, this, uh, when they're uh, looking at this, imagine this. First of all, they sent some water. Uh, uh, they sent some water in for testing. Yeah, I'll bet they did. Uh, and the independent laboratory testing verified, quote, significant fecal contamination. <laughs> you think? All right. This month, this uh, water is headed down. Um, this feces-infested water runs toward uh, what's called Tarkington Bayou, which uh, feeds uh, into the water reserves for the Houston Metroplex.
How do you think Houston's going to react if they have to shut down Houston water supply because of this colonia north of Houston? And all that flows downhill, folks, towards the Gulf. That's where every bit of groundwater, everything, and up there, if it gets on the ground and it's liquid, it's the movement is going to be towards the Gulf, towards Houston. What are they going to do if Houston has to shut down their their water supply to to clean up for a couple of days? How do you deal with a population that big? And they've just said we're uh, we're going to turn your water off because of the uh, forty eight thousand gallons of raw sewage. Um, but don't worry about it, but don't worry about it because, uh, we find, we find this company. We did, they're going to pay, they're going to pay for that. We find them all of $5,625. Your government hard at work here in the state of Texas. Folks, y'all stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be right back. There's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. All right, we are back, and um, you're listening to the Matt Long Show on the Hill Country Patriot. By the way, this program is available as a podcast, um, and uh, you can get those podcasts at Hill Country Patriot uh, for about a week, and uh, then after that, uh, they appear um, up on the uh, Spotify. Actually, they go up on Spotify real quick, um, and uh, you can get them there. I've cleaned out the news and the weather and what have you. Um, and put them up on Spotify. I usually try to get them up in one day, in the same day. I did not get yesterday's up. Or no, I did get yesterday's up. Today's, I'm not sure if it won't go up until Sunday or Monday. But I want to thank, I want to thank my podcast listeners. I know there's a lot of people out there who, whose schedule does not permit them to listen to this program live, or it may be early in the morning or late at night when we are live. And uh, so these are the people who listen on my podcast site, and it has started to grow. I'm seeing some interesting patterns. They're kind of small, but they are growth, and I am very excited about that. So I want to thank the folks that uh, listen to the podcasts and uh, just uh, give a shout-out to those uh, people um, that are listening on podcasts. So. Here we go. Back to, um, I'm going to go on to part three, and I have not read this article um, and uh, because it came out this morning. And so, but I want to go ahead and get to it because it um, has, this is part three of Sheena Rodriguez's uh, deep dive into the largest colonia in Texas. And if you don't know what a colonia is, it is usually an area very poverty stricken. Uh, most of the time, no paved roads. There is uh, uh, no, usually no infrastructure and no paved roads. One of the things that uh, when I first brought this story and when Sheena was on the air with me, or actually it wasn't Sheena, it was Benzman, Todd Benzman was on the air with me about this. 
One thing we did not mention was the traffic signs inside the Colonia. The, the traffic signs in Colonia. In, in the Colonia. Remember, this is in Houston. This is north of Houston. Um, it is in the state of Texas, which is in the United States of America last time I checked. Traffic signs in these Colonias are in Spanish and English. All right, I'm looking at one right now. Cross traffic does not stop. And right above it, in Espanol, tráfico cruzado no se detiene. No se detiene. Um, man, that's terrible. That almost sounded like French, didn't it? Um, yeah, that is, these people who are who bought these massive properties with tens of thousands of these small lots on them that are selling them to illegal aliens without going through the regular banking process, all right, um, all of this, oh, did I mention, you know, I may not have said this before, but uh, the group, the folks that own this, all of this land that are doing this entire stunt, that are flooding the uh, public schools and the hospitals in the area, forcing them to actually, they're looking at building 20 new schools in that area. 20 new, 20 new schools. You think it's a big deal we built, we're building a new uh, middle school in Fredericksburg. Holy mackerel, 20 new schools for this colonia of tens of thousands of people. Oh, yeah, did, did I tell you that the people who own this are huge donors to Governor Abbott, the man who will not secure our border but promises to every time he's up for election, the man who claims to be a Republican but um, has not done anything to secure the border, which is at the very top of the list of uh, uh, Republican priorities in the state of Texas. He gets, he's gotten 1.2 million from these folks, uh, I believe in the last six years, maybe eight years. Um, but I had, the, had all of that up uh, the other day. 1.2 million, 1.2 million. And you wonder why this is allowed to continue folks we got to get a handle on these guys um back to the schools um again i want you to find these articles look up sheena rodriguez at substack.com sheena rodriguez go to substack uh look up uh, alliance for a safe texas alliance for a safe texas it helps when you put that in there that you put rodriguez or sheena in with it because alliance for a safe texas does not come up at the top of most search engines. Even if you put it all the way in there, if you put Alliance for a Safe Texas, you put it all in there, I have a number of times where it doesn't even come up on the front page. Um, every uh, other thing in there has to do with, you know, a Safe Texas by taking everybody's guns away, a Safe Texas by opening up the border. Uh, those are the websites that you come up with. So do a little extra digging. So part one, part two, part three has to do with the um, the impact of illegal aliens on schools and local taxes. And I just got through telling you in that area, that colonia, they're building 20 new schools. Um, in March of 21, uh, the Texas Attorney General claimed that more than 850 million 
Texans tax dollars were spent on illegal aliens annually, with the two most significant expenses being public schools and hospitals. Public schools and hospitals. All right? So Cleveland ISD in one year had a 1,000 new. They're actually, uh, Cleveland uh, ISD is getting a 1,000 new students annually, but that was in 2019. Those are the numbers from 2019. All right? They're, they are looking at, and here we again, as previously mentioned, Colony Ridge expects, expects 20-plus new schools. They're expecting the student body population for Cleveland ISD to reach 30,000. Between, uh, up between 2012 and the current school year, because you know you can't build these schools really fast, they have 58 portable buildings. It says massive portable buildings. Now, I remember my last year in high school, and uh, my English class was in a portable building. If I can try to recall, it seemed like there were we had maybe about three or four portable buildings um, in my last year in high school. They have uh, have fifty eight of them, and they're calling them massive. What's that costing taxpayers? Eight million dollars. Eight million dollars. Who's enforcing the law out there? Well. Since they're not incorporated and they're not a town, they're not a. They don't have their own law enforcement. And as we, as I told you yesterday, the woman who delivers mail there, one of the part-time mail carriers who delivers mail in that area, said she tries to get in and out of there as quick as possible because of all the gunfights that go on. This is happening in Texas in our backyard with the permission of your governor and your Republican leadership. Now, they may have not given tacitly, given their, um, uh, you know, approval of this, but by not doing anything about it, by letting a $1.2 million donor not have any consequences for everything he's doing out there, not only to the um, taking advantage of the illegal aliens, um, there's, you know, every time I say that, there's a part of me who says, yeah, serves them right. But I'm, they're, they're still human beings. They're being taken advantage of once they get here. They're being sold a bill of goods. It's not the truth. And um, all of this, uh, not with the tacit approval of the government, but with the uh, quiet allowing it to happen and hoping that we don't see it, hoping that this news doesn't get out there, hoping that Sheena Rodriguez and Alliance for a Safe Texas, they're hoping that you don't tell people about that. They don't want these stories out. The Republican Party, quite frankly, doesn't want these stories out, right? Because they know as well as anybody that um, our Republicans are letting us down big time in Austin. And our governor, $1.2 million from the owners of this colonia over the last few years, um yeah i wonder why it's still there folks we're gonna take a short break and um we'll be right back y'all stay tuned texas politicians fear him he's matt long
right, we are back. It's a Friday. We're down to the last quarter on a Friday of a bizarre Independence Week. I hope you all celebrated as best you could. I hope you finally figured out that it's Friday. Be nice to the tourists, and we get to start this all over. Um, and uh, if you're traveling this weekend, uh, prayers out for you. I know I will be on the road this weekend. Please keep me in your prayers as I am traveling this weekend. You know, um, if you've listened, if you're a regular listener on here, you know that I mention uh, Glenn Beck occasionally. And uh, yeah, I am, I, I'm a huge fan of Glenn Beck's. Now, I want you to realize he that I know he's a human being, all right? And so I don't worship him or anything like that, but I'm a big fan. He opened my eyes up many years ago. In fact, I can honestly tell you that I wouldn't be sitting here and that I wouldn't have been a part of the Fredericksburg Tea Party or this movement or any of it if I wasn't paying attention or at least tuning in to Glenn Beck every now and then. And what got me really kicked off was in 2010 uh, listening uh, to Glenn Beck. So it's been 13 years for me now, either listening, watching, or both following Glenn Beck. And I'll mention, I'll say that to some people every now and then, and they'll go, Matt, you know, I used to listen to him, but he's just a doomsday sayer. Everything, there's going to be a tragic end. The world is going to end next week. Uh, do you have enough pillows and do you have enough uh, freeze-dried food? All right, I get it. I understand that. And I understand why people might want to just, you know, after a while say, ah, I can't deal with that anymore. I want to tell you that he is he has consciously uh, acknowledged that recently and is actually moving away from that. And I listened to Gail and I sat down, listened uh, yes last night, watched actually, on, I don't know if it's available anywhere um, other than uh, to subscribers of Blaze TV, um, but he did a special on Glenn TV uh, last night uh, that um, he's he's going to change directions. One of the things he said in that was that we are all part of a we're all part of a mosaic every little thing that gets done is part of the mosaic he said if you're sitting around waiting for someone to ride in on a white horse and i'm not using his words um, but just the general idea that ain't going to happen that person is you but you don't have to ride in on a white horse you don't have to be on the stage you don't have to be at the front of the line but we need you there we need you as part of the mosaic every little thing that gets done by every 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 person every little movement towards liberty whatever it is even if it's as simple of just sitting down and talking with your grandkids you're doing something to move the ball forward and to to conserve and preserve liberty. I would like you to encourage you to listen, uh, to watch if you can, uh, if not listen to this uh, latest. Um, um, uh, it's on Glenn TV. Um, I'll, I'll try to get some more information for you by Monday. I apologize for that, not having that specifically. It kind of popped into my head as I was starting to talk. It was not going to be 
on the agenda today. Um, but I got a, quite a bit out of it. It was very, very moving. Uh, and uh, so I just want to get folks to maybe tune into that and uh, check it out. Um, Gen Z. Um, the Washington Stand is an online magazine that I found uh, recently. It is part of the Family Research Council. They've been around for a long time. Uh, you may be familiar with them. But they have an online website that is uh, really Christianity and politics kind of all wrapped up into one thing, which I like. That's a good thing. Um, And so there's an article here by Bailey McClafferty. It was published on the 4th of July, and it is called Gen Z and Satan's Concealed Powers of the Media. And then followed by a question, how should Christians respond I, I'm, I'm, I want to read this article, um, and it's not that long, so bear with me. And uh, it says here, to be considered part of Generation Z, your birth date must fall between 1997 and 2012. All right, so there we got the definition. Uh, Gen Z, you got to be born uh, between 97 and 2012. In the span of those 15 years, the invention of high-speed Internet, iPhones, social media, streaming services, and e-commerce all took place and took over. No other generation has grown up under such an overwhelming influence from the media. For better or worse, it's here. It's relevant and it's powerful. So how has technological advancement affected this generation, even subtly? Up front, the phrase, uh, ignorance is bliss, is simply not applicable anymore. Seemingly, everything is broadcast for the world to see. We see it all. We know it all. And it either inflicts fear or pride, both tactics that the devil uses to distract us from the reality of God's sovereign and power. Let's talk about the first concealed power of media to inflict fear. Crimes permeate the news channel. Activists constantly post about why the government is corrupt. The sin surrounding us seems inescapable, and it feels like we're doomed all the time. Approximately 90% of all media news is negative, and Gen Z grew up spending their most moldable years under this influence. The truth is, things are not actually as bad as we make them out to be. Or at least our condition is not worse than it always has been. Than it always has always been. We read in Genesis that a few thousand years ago, the wickedness increased to the degree that God had no choice but to wipe out all of humanity with a worldwide flood. The Bible repeatedly shows of times of exile where people were rebelling against him. Except back then, there was no way to be informed of all the gruesome details of every sin committed. Now, we are up to date with every death, every war, every tragedy. All it takes is one scroll online or a few minutes of watching TV. We are subconsciously trained to believe that the world is in its most horrible, terrible condition and that all hope is lost, thus inflicting a steady and sometimes not even noticeable fear. The second operation of media is just as dangerous to inflict pride 
All that anyone ever wants to post on their social media pages is their highlights. That awesome trip they went on, their promotion, their new relationship. This can either create extreme discouragement when similar events are not occurring in our own lives or extreme self-righteousness if they are. Even on occupational sites like LinkedIn, the whole purpose is to market ourselves to the best of our abilities and dissect everyone else's attempt to do the same. Comparison is the thief of joy. I'm going to read that again. I, I like that line. Comparison is the thief of joy. We know that. But comparison is absolutely inevitable today. We are holding a digital pocket-sized scrapbook of each person's best, accessible at any moment, and then pressured to, pr to produce our own. Approximately 94% of Gen Z members use social media today, and 90% of Gen Z members have experienced some kind of mental health issue concerning that first statistics it's because our gaze has been fixed on ourselves instead of being fixed on our heavenly father personally as a matter as a member of gen z now remember i am not a gen z um i was not born in 1995 or 97 they go 97 to 2012 as gen z so i'm reading this as a i'm reading this as the person who wrote this is gen z so this is coming out of the mouth of babes. So here we go. Personally, as a member of Gen Z, I think Satan is having a heyday every time we unlock our smartphones or consume any kind of media. He loves how it influences. He loves how addicted we are. It's important to be aware of his tactics as he tries to convince us to fall into fear and pride. We need to call it what it is and stand against the schemes of the devil. Remember that we are being fed information to make us fearful and prideful, pushing us further away from the refuge of our Creator. The world is not as bad as it is perceived to be, and our lives are not ultimately about ourselves. I find encouragement in 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 where Paul says, As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This, heart, this verse helps me zoom out and look at every issue, even this one that seems unsolvable with an eternal perspective. Even with those underlying concealed powers that the media holds in our life, God is still in control. He knew when and how the recent technological advancements would come to be. He knew that Gen Z would grow up in an environment saturated with these effects. And he works all things together for the good of those who love him and for his glory, including Satan's concealed powers of the media. Our God wants to use the media for his glory and for our good, but we must let him. Last paragraph, in the response to these agendas inflicting fear and pride, young Christians need to learn to surrender control of their keyboards and accounts and let the spirit move through digital media. 
These are the cards we have been dealt. This is the world that we are living in. Speaking to Gen Z members specifically, he has given you platforms to steward well, so do that. Man, I love that attitude. I love that attitude. Again, if you want to read this article, it's in a, a website called The Washington Stand. The Washington Stand, and uh, below their uh, um, name up there, whatever you call that, uh, is uh, part of a scripture, and it says, and having done all, stand firm, Ephesians 6 and 13. So um, I found some uh, pretty good uh, articles on the Washington Stand recently, and I was glad to share that one with you by Bailey McClafferty, and it was published on July 4th, 2023. There's been an image uh, that um, I have seen referenced to, um, and you never know where these, uh, who was first and who was second and who uh, who took the idea from someone else. But uh, what has I have seen uh, recently in a number of different sources is take a look at how you hold your phone and how you bow your head when you're looking on your phone. Watch someone who's looking, uh, you know, sitting at the airport or in the restaurant and they're sitting down and they're looking at their phone. Does it not look like they are praying? In fact, just fold your hands in another direction, bring them up, and you can see the praying hands. It's the same. We're doing the same thing. It looks just like praying. In fact, it's almost like praying. In fact, if we spend as much time in prayer as we did holding those little magic machines in our hands, we may not even be talking about these issues right now. We may have already gotten past these issues. I'm, uh, uh, it's, I, I like the idea, ignorance is bliss. You know, we've had a lot of, uh, <laughs> that came out of this article, uh, we've had a lot of uh, pastors recently and over the last couple of years say, just unplug, get away from all of this. Um, I don't think God, um, I think we have too many opportunities. I'm not going to speak for God. I think we have too many opportunities when we're not plugged in. Too many opportunities to spread the good news, to tell other people about what is about our salvation. We have so many opportunities every day. And yet if our head is buried in our phone, all right, or it may, it may not be your phone, I'm telling you what it is for me, it's my head buried in my TV, all right? I, I'm not on my phone as much, but uh, at night, in the evenings, I like to turn on my TV. I get buried in that. And, you know, I don't even apologize to, uh, to anybody about it. Um, I know there's a lot of anti-TV people out there and, well, you could sure do a lot more with that time in the evenings, couldn't you? Yeah, I could, and I do do that. I do those things during the day, and I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I could um, do more during that time. Um, so, what are you worshiping? Who's your idol? Where are you spending your time? And are you part of the mosaic of those who are going to stand and fight? I have been bringing this theme up, and it's coming. I'm seeing it now coming from other places as well. I'm seeing it a lot of places that the time to pick a side is pretty much now. 
I, I think we are getting to the point where you're not, if you're standing in the middle, if you're trying to stay out of this, you're just going to end up roadkill. Uh, the sooner you take a stand, whether it be hot or cold, whether it be on our side or the other side, the uh, time for uh, taking sides is here, and um, you need to choose your side and make it known. And, um, folks, stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, keep uh, folks that are traveling in your prayers this weekend. And um, I'm not sure, Lorraine... What do you guys, what are you bringing in today? What's your story? What are you talking about today? All right. Lorraine, it's about infiltration of the family. And uh, so, folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. Always brings a good message. Be safe, be nice to the tourists, pray for the travelers this weekend, and we will see you back in here on Monday, hopefully with Angela Smith. It's getting harder and harder to get her back in the studio. All right. We need her face. Your face is kind of, you know. Is my face getting old? It's all right, but we need a pretty face. Okay. (laughs) KRNH HD2, Kerrville.